Welcome to the Strong Stylish Accurate Girl Super Show. I am your host, Sonoda. I want to start this year off with a bang, so today I have gathered Accurate Girls fans from all around the world to give their final thoughts about AWG in 2023, including what makes Accurate Girls so special and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this very special episode. Welcome back to the Acura Super Show. I am joined once again by Jeff Brown. Thank you, Jeff. Well, pleasure to be here again. When we left off, we reviewed uh, Acura's uh, late December shows all up until their uh, year in Corrigan. But now we're going to be talking about uh, the year in review for Acura's Girls. So I, I did have a bonus question for you. Okay. Which was. Since you've had the the pleasure of interviewing some of the girls, how has that experience been to get that extra little bit of uh, context and, you know, seeing the thoughts behind them? Uh, it was, uh, I thought it was pretty, um, whoops. Um, I thought it was pretty insightful because um, they, they talked about, you know, coming into the, the world of wrestling from like stage acting and being artists. So, and I, you know, each, each one that I interviewed, I asked, you know, if they felt there were similarities or differences and they kind of felt like there was a lot of similarities, like with the, uh, as they said, they looked at both as a show where the audience didn't really know where the, you know, the outcome would be, which I thought was kind of cool. No, it's good. Like, it's a good little like insight and you get to see like, um, more so like how they feel about the, you know, as you said, the, the differences, the differences between you know, stage acting, acting, voice acting, and then into wrestling, uh, or as they call it, you know, stage acting. Yeah. But uh, as we move on here, uh, what made you a fan of Acros Girls? What drew you into the promotion? Um, I I want to say, I was I was I was trying to think when I think it was around like 2019. I had been watching um, Ice Ribbon, and I saw Miku there, and. I hadn't really been watching Ice Ribbon that regularly at that point. So I just assumed she was part of their roster for a couple shows. I didn't know. And then I figured out that she was part of, um, you know, Actress Girls. And I knew a little bit about that company. But then I went and tracked down a couple shows. And, you know, I was, you know, I was the old guard and all, but I was, I was hooked. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it was seeing the full shows, I want to say. I think even now today, I think you, it probably helps to see a show, you know, from start to finish, from, you know, the love riddle to the, the sign-off. Because I think a, a few matches out of context, I don't think you get the whole experience of what this company does. You know, even, even in the old, the pre-shutdown era, I think that was the same, the same thing. Yeah, um, especially in this year, uh, with, the, with, the, with the way the promotion has been going, there is a lot of continuity that can get lost if you haven't been watching. So, like, there are things that might happen in a show and you're confused about why the wrestlers, or the performers, rather, are reacting a certain way. You know, there's something could have happened, you know, let's say in March. And, you know, something happens in December and, you you know, you're wondering why that there's this, you know, they're acting this way about the situation that they may not have been in before. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, there's, you know, long-term fans, you know, the investment they have. It, it pays off at times, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Leading, uh, speaking of which, you have a favorite moment from 2023, you know, as we sit here with it, you know, in the <clears> rearview mirror, and we're now in 2024. 
Was there a moment in 2023 that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I, I have I have a couple different things, I guess. I wasn't sure. I, I, I'll go with what the first thing when you, you know, you sent me the stuff and I looked and my, my, my gut was, was seeing uh, Naho make it to the finals of the uh, number one contenders or I guess rookie tournament, because I just felt like uh, she'd been building so much off her 2022 and that it just kind of felt like a, a great culmination. And in a way, she had kind of, you know, after that tournament, the finals against Chiaki, she kind of tapered off a bit. But, you know, I think, I think you know, maybe this year, just come, you know, as this year starts, maybe she'll start to uh, ramp it back up. Yeah, that was really like that finals was really uh, a coming out party for her and then for her and her promo- this promotion. And, you know, she's been here since 2022. I think it was like her first big moment where it's like, even though it was against Chiaki and Chiaki has quickly become a lot of people's favorites. Oh, for sure. I thought she had an amazing, that, that Chiaki in the, in the tournament and then her, you know, title challenge, I thought was, was amazing. Especially when you consider, you know, I think, I think we end up saying this a lot is just considering how little matches they've actually had. It's amazing what they can, you know, get out of this, this roster. And they just keep, yeah. you know, Naho as well. She keeps getting better with every show. And I think, I think that's like the overall theme is just how, how well they progress. Definitely. And it speaks volumes too, to not only like, you know, cultivating and, you know, gathering this young roster, but the way they've developed them is really, it's really got to shine this year throughout the year. Like you can really see like, okay, you see people taking steps. Maybe some people, someone gets hurt, unfortunately, but when they come back, you're like, oh, they're still good. Yeah. Yeah. The rust goes away pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of that, let's move it over to. Do you have a favorite match from the year? Um, I do actually. There's a few, but um, the one I'm going to go with, I, I fully admit, probably a bit of live bias and my the fact that um, Miku, you know, is pretty much my favorite. I've uh, been saying that for a while. Uh, it was it March 12th, her versus Koki for the uh, you know the the, the finals where she won the title at Korokin. I just thought it was, I thought Miku, it was a great, you know, culmination. I keep saying that, you know, like her crowning yeah. achievement, but I thought Koki proved she belonged as a main eventer and it, she did not seem out of place or that she was being, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're there, if they're thrust in it too early, it seems like, you know, they struggle and it's like the deep waters is too much, but I thought she stepped up. Yeah. 100%. Like I've had the pleasure this year of meeting Act herself in L- L.A. when she while she was here, and um, they had she had brought over portraits of the girls, and you know she pointed to Koki and said uh, future superstar. Like I've heard it's like, obviously she sees it, and I'm and I'm pretty sure a lot of people in the company see it. But you know they had tout they have touted her from very early on, that made a point to make her like she is going to be in the spotlight, and for good reason too. She's not a slouch. She's not bad. You know she has every you know she has all the tools you need to be an ace but for miku this moment was really like validating because oh, you know a lot sorry no uh, yeah i agree um, i just wanted to say really quickly that you know a lot of people were all talking to before the tournament even started and you know when akros was doing this whole turnover that every a lot of people thought miku was already the ace like she already had like as you said earlier like in the when we did our review show like the way she carries herself like she already has the presence of an ace yeah she has that 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 grace to her 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 entrance and it just feels like that the the tone in the arena you know when you even when you're just watching at home 
it just feels different when her music hits like this there's just a different atmosphere it's like it I kind of it reminds me like you know with other aces you know like throughout the years like tanahashi where it just felt like he was just a little bit higher than everybody else like not that everyone else were slouches it was just miku was just she just carries herself uh you know as a champion even without a belt and i just felt like her run at that point was pretty good already and it was just like a a, a nice exclamation point you know to just say hey this is this is the top of the of the of the company mm-hmm. and we talked about it on the review show uh, how you said that she really made it feel like just getting to her meant a lot was a big accomplishment for the girls. Not this, you don't have to be the champion anymore in this promotion. Like there's a, um, like a prestige maybe. Yeah. There's a, you know, there's a, a feeling of there that, you know, getting to, getting to Miku herself. Cause you know, I, as I, I just talked to Jabroni about it, she's only had 14 singles matches this year. So even getting to her was a, you know, a, a mountain to climb in itself. Yeah, it's 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 a rare, you know, to see her one on one is is not something you're going to see on every show. And then to see a title match. Yeah, I think it is very old school that way, where it was like I said before, like when I was I grew up in the 80s and it was if your favorite wrestler faced Hogan or Savage for the title, that might be their their career. Like that might be like the top of their career in WWF. And that's perfectly fine. You not everyone, you know, maybe should be a champion, in my opinion, at least. It adds yeah, prestige to the title that it's it's there's it's you know it's rare air, so to speak. Yeah, thank you. That kind of fills into my gap of uh, words that I needed. Uh, it's a career defining moment for a lot of these girls because this is the biggest thing they're uh, you know they've ever done, and you know, unfortunately, sadly for some of them, that might be their biggest achievement they ever get. Yeah, it's simply challenging. And I think that I think I think that's okay because I I you know throughout the years it's become more common for lots of people to get title runs, but with this company it seems like they're they're keeping it, um, uh, you know, right now at least we've only had two champions and it's like it seems like it's something they they want to build meaningful, you know, meaningful runs, meaningful challenges, and uh, I think that helps the title, you know, have like a, a cachet to it, so to speak. Yeah, excellent. You know, that's a beautiful way to put it. Uh, as we move on here, I mean, obviously, I can kind of guess uh, your answer to this question, but who was your actress of the year? Well, I, I, I thought about, again, this is one of those ones I thought about. There was probably quite a few. Yeah, I, I could, I was thinking about maybe the, like a rookie or whatever, but it, again, my first thought was, um, was Ayano. I just thought that, um, her turning heel, I thought, was kind of a risk, but also, you know, it paid off. And at first, when she was in Beast Rebellion, she was like one of the old guard veterans that actually wasn't leading a faction. She was actually second command. And, you know, being, you know, next to act as a leader, that that's a tough act to follow, no, you know, pun intended. But um, I think now she's delivering maybe... Um, Maybe when she first started, when she turned heel, maybe she wasn't ready for it. But I think she is now. And I just think in the ring, she just does everything right. Her style maybe isn't the flashiest, but it, everything she does makes sense. And I think she's really good at complementing everyone else's styles. Like her, her style is kind of almost like a chameleon where it's just, 
she doesn't do a lot of cool moves and i don't mean that as a slight it's just she has like the drop kick to the you know the side of the head to the ear but i just think she's a really good person for everyone else to play off of and i think a roster kind of needs somebody like that at times you know yeah definitely and like that you put it because um especially with act you know her presence is you know you can't ignore her like this is ayano being so closely associated with act did a lot for her in the in the beginning of her run with beast rebellion oh 100 percent. i think she probably learned a lot and now she's you know taking that knowledge and I think she cares herself so well. I mean, she just seems like a leader. Like now it's like, oh yeah, she should be the leader. She just, you know, her entrance, like Miku in a way, her entrance, it just screams, I'm, I'm leading this group, you know? Yeah. They're, um, speaking of which, like, uh, just to throw this in there real quick, like a lot of her, uh, beginning stuff was like her character, like her, her persona was really like her focal point at first. Then the wrestling came after Oh yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and like her development, like she got the character down, and then she started started developing her moves around her character, which is very cool to see. Yeah, it, I think I think yeah, in a, a lot of ways, that was my thought. Was she? I think she she did so many great performances that maybe at the moment you may not think about, like oh yeah, she didn't maybe have a you know a great cool sequence of moves, but. It's like the story she tells in the ring. I think she's very good at that. Yeah, definitely. Like she has, she's very expressive. Yeah. In her, you know, her, obviously the acting background comes into play, but she's very expressive in the ring. It, it reminds, I was going to say, it reminds me, um, and it's maybe weird, but because I grew up, you know, for years now, it's very, her style, she reminds me a little bit of Christian, you know, how he was maybe not the flashiest wrestler, but. He was one that other roster members said they loved working with because he just was so smooth and knew, had the great timing and the great ring awareness. I think she's kind of following that same that same style. Uh, thank you for that. That warms my heart because you know, growing up, I was a I was an Edge fan. I'm not gonna lie, but as I got older, I started to Christian became quickly became one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah. I can definitely see the similarities, like uh, especially when his when he went to TNA and he finally got to you know be himself. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I, I think that's yeah exactly when he when he started to visit main events more often, his style was also kind of like Ayano's, where maybe he isn't the guy that's gonna have all the cool gifts and all that, and you know, but you know, you can you can there's more than more than one way to be a great wrestler, you know. Yeah. And you can see like uh, his influence in some of the wrestlers because it was at the uh, the Bakaretu sisters from TJPW. You know, uh, 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 Nodoka she did the reverse DDT. And I'm pretty sure Yuki Aino did the um, prettier. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that definitely his moves. Yeah, he has. Yeah, I think he probably has influenced a lot of people over the years. Yeah. And even in Akris, uh Sakura uses the unprettier as her finish. Oh, she, she yeah, she does. Yeah. So speaking of breaking out, like Christian did in TNA, who was your breakout star of the year? Well, we, we just we were just talking about her at the end. <laughs> I was gonna say Mizushima, um, because it I had her listed in 2022 as my rookie of the year. And when I talked about that, I'm not sure at the time in 2022 how many people had been watching. 
or maybe even knew who I was talking about. But I think in 2023, I, you know, like she beat act, you know, twice. And I think, and she was so early in her career, like we talked about um, earlier that it, I think that got people's attention because Act didn't lose. I mean, at that point, I don't think she had lost a singles match. And then she lost to Mizushima, who was so young. And I think that got people's attention. And then she did it again uh, in the same year. And uh, I just think she is, she has a very flashy style as opposed to, you know, Ayano, who I just was talking about. Mizushima does have a style that I think you could probably throw some gifts out there. You know, obviously you don't put gifts out there. This, this, you know, the company edict and all that, but it, she's the one that, you know, you could put some of those cool moves out and people would, would want to see more, I think. Yeah. I mean, just going back real quickly to, uh, I believe it was the fall 23 show, the singles match she had with Misa. The first thing she does is a bridge to avoid a kick. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. I thought that was a really great match. Those two. Um, but yeah, I, I have to say, because you know, you asked me about interviewing. Um, I interviewed the that whole the Nagasaka Qualamic or however you want to pronounce it crew that at their YouTube studio, and I have to say, um, she is extremely humble and just like she has like no ego about any of this, you know. I just and I think that's cool and you don't always see that with people, you know, sometimes they get a little success and it maybe goes to their head, but from from my dealings with her she is just like totally just kind of like oh okay that's cool you guys think that you think my stuff is cool but okay i still got work to do i'm still not that great you know that was one thing i noticed from a lot of the rookies i've interacted with they'll say thank you for the compliments but i'm very young and i have a lot more work to do i think that's very cool to have that mindset no, definitely. It speaks volumes to, you know, how they've been trained and their mindset going into this whole thing. Because for a lot of them, this is a new venture. You know, obviously acting does help. But, you know, the physical aspect of it, like, Sakura is someone that, you know, she doesn't take long to captivate a crowd or even draw someone into one of her matches. Like, she, she seems just so incredibly naturally gifted at this. Yeah, she took to it really fast. Um, it, I... I mean, there, you know, there have been wrestlers, you know, that people always talk about like Kurt Angle took to it really fast. And I don't know if hers was that fast, but it it was pretty quick. You know, within a few matches, I, I was I was watching her like, OK, she's kind of standing out from the rest of these rookies, you know? Yeah, because, you know, with a lot of other promotions, you know, with rookies that come in, a lot of their first matches are, you know, you know, they run the ropes, they do, you know, they do the drop down sequence. And then, like a lot of their offenses, drop kicks and a body, maybe a body slam. Yeah, they hit the forearms, and maybe they get that like half Boston Crab or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in this environment, since it's so like, it's different from a normal uh, wrestling show, like I think they get to explore more of their moonset and just you know a lot of it. They get to lean more into their characters rather than having to just be good wrestlers. You know. Yeah, they. And I think I think part of that was. Um, they kind of that company in 2022 they they were up against the wall in the sense they didn't they don't, I don't think they had a choice you know they had to try and fast track some of these wrestlers because they had such a small core to work with of the you know the people that stayed you know it was like six or eight people total you could you know count maybe so some of these rookies they they think they had to push you know it was like a pressure cooker like we have to start getting 
some of these people up and running to be at least in tag matches and main events, if not at some point singles matches. Yeah, definitely. And we talked about it earlier was, you know, a lot of uh, Acres's girls, Acres girls tax, tag team stuff this year was very valuable and, you know, quite, you know, superb compared to a lot of other companies. Well, yeah, a lot of times with companies, a tag match is like, you know, a, you know, a night off, you know, they're just going to hit maybe a couple signature moves and, you know, just hang out on the apron as long as they can. But yeah. they really, they, they really go in, uh, with mm-hmm. their tag matches. Yeah, because a lot of them, uh, New Japan opening tags can be brutal sometimes to get through. Yeah, they, they come out in their t-shirts and you're like, oh, <laughs> they got their t-shirt on. It's a, it's a night off. Here we go. They can relax for 13 minutes. <laughs> but moving on here, uh, who are, who should people look out for heading into 2024? Uh, my the one who really caught caught my attention recently uh, is is Rico, and I I think the kicks are still there, but she's you know I think we already talked about she is bringing in some submissions, but I think her demeanor now she just. When once the bell rings, she gets like this this eyes of a killer, you know. She just gets a vicious streak that comes out that is I think is is gonna go a long way for her this year. I think she has like we talked about, she has something to prove because she missed so much with from injury. And I think I think maybe it's maybe the same story for Marino and Nagisa both, because I think like in Nagisa she felt like she was on the verge of something great and then you know, she, the, the, the long issue she had. And I think hers is a big, what if, you know, if she didn't get injured, how would that, how would that tournament, how would that have maybe look different, you know, with Naho and Chiaki were in it, but was, would Nagisa have gone, you know, to the finals? We don't know. Yeah. She's someone that's still quite a mystery. Cause we all know what she can do. Like she has the chops and everything, but she's still like right now, she's kind of just in the background. That's not a slight to her, you know. She's obviously still coming back, and a lot of things have happened since she's since since she's been gone. But I expect her to continue her momentum in twenty twenty four. Maybe even continue her uh, cross cross unit tag team with uh, Natsuki. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that that's interesting. I'm curious where that new that super faction goes. You know, some you know sometimes when stuff happens, maybe this it, it won't stick. It's an idea they're going to try, but. I'm curious what uh what the idea with this is. Yeah, the the Teppin and Update Plus Super Faction. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's like a driving factor that was a part of it. it was like this, you know, seeing how they these girls interacted. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good chemistry for, you know, tag matches, I think. Even when like we've talked about before, they have that they they like to do the the odd couple tag teams. I think it ends up working really well, even when they do that. Yeah, it's definitely like because a lot of it comes down to um, like it, speak like Kida on like she'll wear like gear that kind of follows her, her tag team partner instead of just wearing her normal um, Jadoshu gear. Like she'll wear something colorful she teams with Konamik or something, uh, you know, for example. Yeah, I think she she's really cool that way where she just kind of just she's up for stuff, you know up to try anything team with anyone and i thought that was cool they had her teaming with miku and because mm-hmm. you know in the wrestling mind you just start to think okay she's with a bad guy group when's the turn gonna come and she never you know she stayed 
you know, out, you know, she didn't really like turn on her partner or anything. I thought that was an interesting uh, development there. Yeah, because before the uh, you know Asako Amish started, she instigated Miku a lot. Yes. What was I gonna get to here? Oh, but for uh, Riku Fukunaga, back to her really fast. Yes. Um, you know, as someone, you know, obviously, as we mentioned before, she inherited Arisa Hoshiki's gear, and you know that's some big shoes to follow. But you can see a lot of her, like you know, just you know, her too, and she was teaming with Natsumi Simikawa. You can see a lot of the, those two in her, like. You know, obviously, uh, uh, Natsumi has the mean streak, and um, Arisa had that killer instinct while she was in stardom. And you can kind of see their two styles and personalities kind of meshed into Riku Fukunaga. Yeah, I think I think you're right. There is that that she has that mean streak in her. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna help her. You know, because not you know not everyone has that 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 look when the bell rings. Where she just looks like she wants to hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, the past, you know, the December show, she was kind of taking it light still, you know, still trying to shake off, shake off the rust. But, you know, 2024 is a whole other story. Yeah, I think, I think, I think she's, uh, she's definitely one to pencil in to look out for. Yeah, for 2024. Yeah, but as we uh, begin to wind down here, um, for you as a fan, you know, we talked about earlier what Drew went, but what makes Actress Girl special for someone that may not know? I think one of the things that make them special is they have this variety of characters and, but you mix in their music, I think is some of the best music going in wrestling and maybe, maybe one of the best collection of entrance themes and music, you know, maybe not ever, but in a long time. And I think you mix that in with the, their, their dancing they use at the beginning of the show with the love riddle and just, the, the the production with the lighting and you know the 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 video production when you're watching it on you know the network it is so for such a smaller company it does not look low budget at all and i think they also they let the talent you know we see like with osako and all that they really let the talent you know stretch out and experiment and try all these different things and overall, it's it's like I've said before, you kind of have to watch a show all the way through or maybe even a couple because they're not just one thing in what they can do. They're like a Swiss army knife. They can kind of just offer everything and they do it all pretty well, I think. Yeah. And uh, as you're saying, you know, watching multiple shows, you know, even sometimes, too, like you might miss you might miss a couple people because, you know, sometimes they might not be on the shows like. It might be a run of shows where, and then Naru might pop up, and you might be like, "Who the hell is this?" And then she does that her crazy moonsault, and you're like, "Oh, or that where that, was she all this time?" Yeah, that high angle missile drop kick of hers, which is insane. Yeah, because yeah, that's the other thing. The roster is so big, and I think you know it's probably gonna get bigger. You know, I don't think it's gonna get smaller as the year goes on. That yeah, every show cannot feature everyone, so. And you know they have other commitments with their 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 acting and stuff. So, yeah, you you may watch a couple of shows and like you said, yeah, you'll be like, I I did not know this person was here, and they're pretty rad. Because mm-hmm. Naru is a person that she's been there for quite a while. She was there before the, the uh, regime, but she's someone that you know her gimmick I think really kind of hindered her a little bit because the baby thing kind of maybe threw people off. But when you see her, what she does in the ring, it's you're blown away. You ha- you can't help but 
be in awe of the athletic ability of that small person. Yeah, she she's she's one of the ones like Mizushima where it's I think I've I've seen somebody posted on Twitter, but I don't remember who it was that she's one gif away of going viral and people going, who the hell is this? You know? Mm-hmm. And those, uh, the gifts come out and it's always that launch pad moonsault with Mari that she does. Yeah. And that, that's a crazy move. I, it just, and she, I think they have that, that team is, they just have great chemistry. And um, yeah, I think, I, I think the overall, yeah, it's just, I think it's a combination of everything that makes, I don't think there's one thing that makes that company special, but um, I think you could actually look at the old, the old regime and it was kind of the same way. They, they had the variety of characters. They had the comedy, they had the serious matches, they had the music and the choreography at the beginning. And they've continued that now into the new era. And I don't think there's another company like that. You know, when you factor in everything that they do. Definitely, like, and then you gotta also take into like the external factors too. Like, you know, a lot of these girls they do stage plays outside of the, uh, outside of uh, actress. Some of them are actors, actresses, voice actors. Some of them, you know, even do extra duties for the company. And then they also do uh, ARG. They do the step two point nine, which is a like a overarching story. In uh, I don't believe we get to see too much of it. I don't think they released the videos for them. But, you know, just that, you know, that they have those extra things that for fans to enjoy. And I think that's the the, the cool thing about ARG is um, you get to see people maybe who are have smaller roles on an act wrestling card. They are now because of their, you know, someone like uh, Kyoka who has, you know, she's a legitimate great actress on stage who's had leading roles. So they lean on her more in ARG because she can carry a show because it's more dialogue, you know, not less emphasis on the matches. And so you get to see someone like her or like Marino will just shine. And I think that's a cool like sub promotion that uh, I wish was a little more accessible to fans. You know, if fans could, you know, get to it more than like they have the Comic-Con show that's out. But um, they've kind of stopped uploading new footage for the most part like they were doing complete shows on the network and i think yeah. that one that that would be an interesting thing to see uh for fans to see some of the the lower card people they can main event in certain situations as well yeah um i believe the last full arg show that was uploaded was skyrim I believe, yeah, that was tw- that was a more than a year ago, I believe. Yeah, but you know, as you're saying, you know, some people get to shine more. Like uh, Ayumi ha- uh, Hayashi, uh, her her comedic genius got to really shine in some of those ARG shows. Yeah, I, she retired. I, yeah, I th- and I think it, you you get to see um, maybe different sides of people because they do take on a new persona. I think you get to see that some of these people have depth and they're, they're, you know, they're true actresses where they can take on different roles. That's uh, when I interviewed Nagisa. Uh, that was one of the things she said. She loves the challenge of playing someone who is nothing like how she is in real life. And she likes the, uh, the challenge of becoming someone else. And I think that happens in ARG a lot. Yeah. That's the cool thing about ARG too is that you get to see people interact that normally probably don't 
it to interact too often in Acres, but they're in a unit together in ARG. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you get to see, like, for me, it's fun because you get to see like Yumi Agawa, who most people just think as a ring announcer. She's kind of like, uh, she's booked pretty, pretty strong when she's in Kaguya wrestling. You know, she, she can actually wrestle, you know, and I don't, I, if you haven't seen a lot of ARG, you think, oh, she's just a ring announcer, but she's more than that, you know? You know, even uh, Musica, she gets involved as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, that too. As, as we close it out here, uh, what's been for you this past year? What's been your personal viewing so it's live experience? Also, you, you know, you have the, uh, the, the benefits of, you know, interviewing some of these girls, having more context behind them. But what's it like been for you, like the, your viewing and your live experience, having gone to a few shows? Uh, for live, I was at, I was at the, the March 12th Cork, and, and I just, it was one of those seeing it in person. Um, it, it was it was an experience. It was it was a production. You know, they talk about they say, you know, that we're not wrestling. We're, you know, an entertainment group. And it was it it was like a it was like a high production entertainment group. I would definitely. But it was wrestling, you know, to I think to anyone who actually, you know, sits down and watches it. It's a wrestling show just like anything else. And I thought it was really cool to see. um you know, Miku win the title live. I thought that was really special. But just to see everybody, you know, working really hard and you see that a lot of those strikes are, they're real. You know, they're hitting hard in safe places, just like, you know, just like a lot of the other wrestling companies. And then um, I didn't see an ARG show live, unfortunately. Um, I, you know, I would hope maybe this year I get to do that. But I did for some of my reviews, I did go see some of the um, Naho and Nagisa both do their stage work, which is like an extension. It was the actress side of being an actress, and I thought that was a cool thing to see them there on a different stage, but, you know, showing their talents. Awesome. I think uh, Acris is going to continue their momentum from 2023 very much into 2024. There's a lot more they can do. Obviously, we talked about it earlier, like the tag title stuff. But thank you so much, Jeff, for coming back on. You know, I know we just did the um, the reviews, but thank you for coming on. I couldn't think of a better person that we close out the year for Acris, and I hope to talk to you more going going into twenty twenty four. And please tell the people where they can find you. Uh, I am uh, I I'm on Twitter at Jeff Brown nineteen eighty two. I had to write that down. I don't, I don't know my own Twitter stuff. And then I, you know, I write for monthly uh, pro wrestling, and uh, uh, you know, I have reviews and I do uh, interviews and I'll do features articles on certain talent. So, you know, we post that stuff on Twitter. So you know, keep an eye out. Alrighty, thank you once again. Thank you. Welcome back to the Acro Super Show. I am joined now by a good friend, host of uh, AW Boys. Ah, boys. Uh, ah, boys. Long time Acris historian. Walking Wikipedia, if you will. Sad Jabroni. How you doing, Jabroni? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you back. We somehow always go at least three and a half hours. Hopefully not that long this time. Definitely not. But I digress. <laughs> I do want to add, ask you a very uh, tailored question for you. 
I want to combine these first two talking points because they kind of light lead into each other. First of all, you know, as a longtime fan, obviously way before the turnover and the second this new regime coming in, what made you a fan initially, and how has it been like for you seeing you know what they've done in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two, all the way up until now in the, the early twenty twenty four? How has that been for you, just seeing that growth of the company and taking that yeah. step in that different direction? When I first started watching, I was really just trying to uh, like absorb anything Joshi at the time, like uh. And like in 2019 ish, like the Nico Nico rips and stuff were kind of prevalent about, uh, like easy to find and easy to just watch by legal or illegal, whatever. And uh, I, I was like my more casual then, but I really, really did enjoy seeing like Miku and Hikari and a lot of the, the, the colorful wrestlers and talent. And then once like Nets became a thing, it was just so easy to dive in and watch everything possible that they had put out and that was on DVD and to see, and like to see like how that growth happened then I, I see a lot of the like parallels now and like it, it really has been a, a great ride to just kind of see it happen like almost twice and to see the, the carryover and to see uh, someone like uh, Ayano uh, go from, the colorful baby face in colors who just kind of, uh, I don't think that she really like was trying to prove herself as much as a wrestler. Uh, and, like she wasn't trying to like go and, and win championships and, and, and to, like, it didn't feel like that was a, like her, her selling point. She wasn't like a strong wrestler. And then even early on in uh, that, and like even early on in the reboot, she was, taking these weird losses, taking like the, like she got just abused by Sumi Kawa early on. And then the, then the, uh, the, the, to see her like now grow. And like, they, that could be said about so many people either who've carried over or who are now um, part of the promotion who just start, who started after or like during the reboot. And that growth isn't just from, and the growth and like the, the departure of talent and the departure of people isn't just in when it comes to the talent. Also hearing about the and seeing fans when actress was like, okay, we're we're done. Like we're not doing wrestling anymore. A lot of fans are just like, all right, well, that's the end of that. We're we're tuning out and we're done. And both America, both like, you know, Western fans and Japanese fans. And this year or last year, 2023, was a almost a vindication of that departure and that change and that reboot because you start to see how all those pieces that were you saw like in like Sakura Mizushima and, and Nagisa and and to see that all become something like tangible finally and to really see them build upon that vision back in the day like back in uh, 2021 when they decided to go in this direction and the fans are coming back because they know something special is happening. And that's like been a really special part for me is to watch the fans come back as well. And some people who, you know, I, I would watch uh, actress with in like 2020, 2021 are now like, Oh, I got to get caught up. How do I get caught up? And it's just really cool to see that there's now way more interested. I mean, there are what, two, 
two dedicated podcasts, and then you you guys cover the cover actress so well. It's such a it's such a like I don't know it's such a great and like good feeling to, to say I, I've been like carrying the flag of this promotion for you know five years now, and for a while I thought I was the only one, and now it's become so much yes you know, so much bigger than I, I thought it would in you know that that one period of like before you know March April of 2022 yeah it was um you really started to cultivate a community around this promotion that wasn't there before and it's quite beautiful because yeah. a lot of eyes are getting on this promotion yeah. you know maybe some don't stay some I know a few people that only watch their big shows which is still fine at least there's eyes on it you know and they still spread the word about it when they can yeah and it it does it seems like the it appeals to the right kind of wrestling fan the people who understand the the artistry behind it and and it's just such a it, it appeals to people who i almost agree with philosophically when it comes to professional wrestling where there there's way more to it than just epic hour-long five-star matches there's like growth there's community there's uh there's stories there's emotion and it's it's stuff that draws me to my favorite promotions and it's all so in your face in actress girls everyone's got a really well-defined character everyone's got every every unit you know what they're about from the second you see them it is so easy to just get immersed in that in what they're doing right now and I said there are parallels when you're when you go back and you watch, especially after the first Corican of the old system and watching the growth and the the momentum, especially when like of colors and and that brand. But it is I, I feel like it's just even more impressive what they're doing now. Well, it's very impressive, especially yeah. with the you know, the young roster they've managed to not only acquire but develop in this short amount of time. Yep. Yeah, the the way that they can develop talent just seems it, it's kind of almost always been second to none. Because if you just look at any wrestling promotion, it feels like half of their roster are actress alumni. It is just so uh, they they are one of, if not the most influential pro like Joshi pro wrestling companies out there, and they don't. I don't think they get that kind the credit they deserve when it comes to that. But they truly are, and they they have been creating great talent since day one. It, it and it's they've only become a even better at it as they rebooted, and then you have Fuka there, and you have Sumikawa and Maru with the more uh, hands on. It's really become just something that has been just a joy to watch. Someone go like like a Kanamiku. Go from like this, oh, like this really cool, you know, kawaii wrestler, just presence, who's now throwing these like kind of wicked sentons all over the place and just doing some really, really fun stuff, stuff that really matches her, her like the, the character. She's out there screaming and 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 showing all this heart, and she's able to convey that through like just how her moves look, and it's something that I know that the the like people like Fuka will will kind of say okay this is where we need to go with these moves and your move set is this is going to be 
you know, this is what your what where your strengths are. And it, it really does, they really can tailor people to their strengths. And that's always been a strength. But now with even more like more veteran presence there, it's only gotten better. Definitely. And as we're on the topic of this young roster that they develop, and then you know, as we stand now with 2023 in the rearview mirror heading into 2024. Uh, was there a favorite moment for you in 2023 that really stuck out to you? That was like, this is the moment where you're like, yeah, they're really starting to put all this together. Anything like that? Uh, I think the, the March core came It's I'm biased because I was there, but I also think that it was a special show in the sense that it was like, we have arrived. We, we were going to have our championship match. We've got some big stuff happening. Uh, you had the Chiaki turn. You had just so much going on on that show. It felt like such a definitive moment for the promotion. And I, I think that like, it, it's hard to pick a single moment. And like, even like picking a single show is like a cop out there. But it, it's, it's been a, a year full of favorite moments for me. And that show, though, is kind of like the center point of all of them either leading into it or leading out of it. So I hope that's a good enough answer. <laughs> no, that's excellent. That's perfectly fine. Thank you for that. Uh, leading into that, uh, off of that, uh, do you have a favorite match from the year? So my favorite match of the year has bounced between three different matches <laughs> since I recorded with Chris, uh, our little year-end wrap-up. And at first it was... Uh, Koki against Miku from that that Korokin I went to, and but and then like Sakura and Misa had a barn burner of a match that hit on everything I love about watching pro wrestling, and I was like, that's it, that's gonna be my match of the year. And then I was like, oh well, we got Mari and Miku coming up, that's gonna that's gonna threaten that, and it it that is my match of the year, like bar none. Uh, it it may be because of my like my my bias towards Mari and all that, but I just really as as a fan, and I think that that's part of why I I love actress is because you can really get into the fan mindset because of the way that they present themselves as a promotion, where it it as a fan you do have a a a responsibility to cheer for your wrestler, and when I cheer for Mari and when I get Chris to buy me portraits from Mari and stuff like that. I'm, I feel like I'm doing my part. Now I'm even more invested than if I was just watching uh, without that investment. And it's, it's, you know, it, some people like that. Some people don't like that, uh, that way that they present themselves, but like it, it, I won't say that like, that's the reason why it is the be- my favorite match there. Cause the actual match was fantastic. It was from start to finish. A great match that app that again legitimized everything that they have been setting out to do since the reboot in in a big way. And you had a reluctant challenger in Mari who even said like she didn't feel like she was an actress girl because she's not originally from actress girls. And to see her, you know finally step up and take that position as number one contender 
and actually challenge for the belt was was a big leap. And then for her to win it, and for her to to truly hold that belt and be the undisputed best in the company now, she's finally home again. She's finally got a home. So it's it's just cool to I don't know. I feel like it, it was a, a full circle moment for me as a fan of hers. And like the emotional part of, of I guess I talk about the emotion in, in actress girls and that's part of it. Part of the big draw and part of the, the matches and the storytelling and like the match is fantastic. The kicks were great. The, the, the ending had me just, oh, I was screaming. And when, when she got the pin and the crowd was going nuts and she was screaming and, it was such a cool moment and everything that built up to it was just delivered on and it lived up to it being the biggest match in act Rose girls history. Yes. I, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, Mari's emotion, uh, after, you know, right after the match, you know, she let out like a very guttural scream, like a yeah. victory, like she couldn't believe it herself. And yep. you could slowly see it during, you know, her comments post-match and even some, her backstage comments this is a slow realization of what's happening. Like she's the champion, yep. you know, like, as you said, she was someone that maybe felt like she never was going to become a champion. Cause yep. after all, this is her first championship. And they had, they had like, yeah, part of the character was like, she wasn't maybe maybe wasn't interested in, in challenging. And we talked about it on uh, an actress stage, just that the three of us never thought that she would actually challenge because it just seemed like Miku was going to hold the belt until she was ready to elevate one of the young stars. But Mari just needed that. I think that to solidify herself as the heart of actress girls and, and she, she does so much for the company beyond just the in-ring stuff. Uh, she, you know, she's, she's a very important mentor to the, to the young talent and, she does like even things like touching up photos for, for portraits. Like she does so much for them. It is, she is maybe the most important person there other than like the, like, you know, Fuka and the people actually paying the bills. Uh, it's, it's so it's, it's just such a, uh, such a moment that see, okay, now we can celebrate her as a champion and it's something you can't take away. She's always going to be in the history of this promotion as a champion. And it, it, it's just a big, amazing moment that I, maybe that's my favorite moment of the year too, but it's, it's just, like I said, there's just so much to love about what they've done this year and what they've created. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, us as well. In one of our previous episodes, we had a conversation about just that, like thinking about, uh, can we, I was I was big on like Mari should be the next champion and we're you know the consensus is like you know as we said does she really want to challenge is she even like is that even a thought of her challenging yeah and then lo and behold you know she she gets put in a three-way and she wins yeah. and obviously now we're here but I think it this takes care of, our, of the follow-up question is uh your actress of the year which Mari I'm assuming I can't vote against Miku just because of how dominant of a year she had up until the literal last moment. The 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 her weakest moment was the last three seconds of the last show of the year. And that that's an impressive run, holding that belt for that long, being a dominant champion, and taking act like the current actress girls from a, a, a strange 
kind of fringe promotion into now something that people take legitimately and like as in the more fans coming back and more people are paying attention it's been I, she's been maybe the most important person for the company this year like absolutely i it, it's i would say it's clo- it's a toss up for me but i i really can't i can't justify mari over miku for the entire year yeah her run has been very significant taking a Brand new belt, albeit, you know, the legacy still remains from the previous regime, like that title uh, lineage still goes back. But what Miku's done, you know, I, staying... I pretty much consider it a separate belt because, like, it's con- contended under the different kind of rules, the different stuff. So Miku established this brand and established its championship from, like, mm-hmm. very, very strong. And Mari's going to need to like really work hard to have a better reign than Miku. And I don't, I just, I literally don't think it's possible because Miku really just had one of the greatest years of any wrestler in the, in the like last like decade. Yeah. And then uh, I was talking to uh, Jeff about it on my episode for the review of the shows, but you know, we talked about her, like Miku bringing back like the feeling of, just challenging for the belt meant a lot to the person and meant a lot instead of, you know, you don't have to be the champion, but just challenging for it yeah. means a lot. It shows heart determination and, and like character growth. Like you got the, the confidence to finally get out there and go for it. And like against someone like Miku, who was so dominant, just stepping up on the, you know, to in the opposite corner of her was a huge mountain just to even get into that ring. Yeah. And, um, Speaking of Miku, real quick, I want to throw in a bonus question. Um, do you see any parallels between Miku's reign and Miyuki Takase's reign? Obviously, two different systems. Like, obviously, uh, now we, we have the point system. You know, the crowd gets a little more involved in this one. But do you see any parallels between the two? It's, it's, it is very different because, you know, there's no guests and stuff. Uh, but the way it ended is kind of similar. Like, who they, who they lost to is something that like is very, it feels very similar. You have another like uh locker room leader, what might be Saki or Mari, uh, someone who is very creative, someone who does things there, like kind of their own way. Uh, it's, it's very, that's, that's an interesting parallel. I, I think that it's, I don't think Miyuki was as, as dominant as, as a champion. A lot of it happened during the during the pandemic. Uh, it it's and you had the guests also. I, I think that there are, I don't know, like there are definitely parallels to be made, but I I, just, I think it's they're two very different things. I would say maybe like an old uh, championship reign, maybe a little bit more comparable because she set the tone with the belt as the inaugural champion. But even even then, she was very like I know was fallible very easily. Uh, it, it's I don't know. I think that Miku was an unprecedented champion in Actress Girls, and in the way that she was so dominant and outclassed everyone. And I think it's just because she's one of the few people who moved over, and one of the few veterans who are still who are still there at the start of the the new system while Miyuki was fighting people who are, you know, similar experience levels, similar 
backgrounds as her. I, I think that, yeah, I think that there are definitely some parallels. And, and like I said, the, 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 it, there, there, you don't hold the championship for 500 plus days without some sort of dominance. And that's really, you know, that, that's something you can't take away from Yuki, but I just don't, I can't, I just don't see anyone having a, as, as dominant of a reign as, as Miku just did. Even, even in the past, it's, it's, it really is something that was really special to watch over the last eight months or so. You know, you know what? I like, I want to take a look at this real quick, but has, did Miku, how many singles matches did Miku lose this year? Yeah, if it was I don't know. It was not. It had to many. be. It had to be single digits. Yeah, like I'm like it may have just been the one. <laughs> it it yeah. was. I'm, it I'm was, going like her cage match right now. If you get yeah. there before I do, please let us know. Uh, she lost to Maru, I think, on the Judo yeah, the Maru. Show. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, that was. She lost in tags, obviously. And I'm trying to remember. Yeah, she's most of her losses were in uh yeah. tag it, matches. It's one of those like unprecedentedly dominant years for uh, for someone. It so it, it I yeah. She was twelve and two in singles competition this year. So it was only the two, the Maru and uh, Mari were the only two people that beat her in singles action. And you look at uh Yuki's reign. And it was five defenses. And, uh, yeah, like, she beat Himeko was a, you know, vacant, vacant belt. Uh, beat Maiko Ozaki, Nagisa Ozaki, uh, Kakaru, uh, Andres Miyagi, uh, Akane. So there, there were some guests and stuff. It was, and may, maybe it was like they were equal, close, equals, close talent and, and uh, experience-wise. And maybe that's a little more impre- impressive because you know Miku is fighting more relative newcomers, as but it's still I, don't know, I just that dominance that Miku had. It, they're very yeah, very different reigns, and but they were they were both very very important and both very very like significant championship reigns. Yeah, uh, speaking of uh, Miku, like this year, like it really felt like. For a lot of these girls, just getting to Miku was a big accomplishment. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like I said, it was like it was like climbing a mountain just to get in the ring with her because she was so dominant. It it, it it there was an aura around her every time she came out with that belt for a walk for a singles match. Yeah, and then as we as we just alluded to, like you know, the whole year, you know, twenty twenty three, only fourteen singles matches. That's you know. It shows that it took you had to have either won something or you had to have proved yourself so much that you got us you got the match with Miku. Yep. Also, thank you, Pedro, for moderating for us. Yes, thank you, Pedro. Uh, speaking of the young roster, as we were just speaking of, who was your breakout star this year? Who really stood out to you as like someone that maybe came into their own or surprised you about how good they are so fast? Yeah, it it's it's so easy. Like you, I could, I could say, I could justify literally anyone on this roster. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's hard to choose one, but it's easy to to justify it. 
So I, I feel like I, I've been talking about like most improved or most whatever. And like, it's, it's very different than a breakout star. Cause I feel like Ayano would be like my most improved wrestler because you know, it took the reins and, and beast rebellion. But when it comes to like a breakout, like I feel like Mizushima had, had a year that a lot of people finally took notice of what she's doing, but it's something I saw in her last year. And I can't, I'm like, I maybe not heard this year, but I also, but I want to shout her out too. Uh, I really feel like Kanemiku might be my choice for this. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, I, it's so, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, but I, I also don't because just like, just like Sakura and they're a fantastic pairing together. Every time she's out there, she's improving. She's adding more stuff. She's got an intensity now to her, and like it, it's almost easy to like brush her off as this uh, as like a you know kawaii character, and and she's got that like you know just that image to her. But then she goes out there and she's fighting with her whole heart. She's screaming to every move. She's doing these because she's arms wide open, screaming from the second rope, doing a doing a you know flipping senton, and the visual and the sound of it. Everything she does is so just uh, perfectly done for someone her size and 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 of, and of her just like her her presentation. I, uh, I she's someone who really is my breakout of the year, and yeah, I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like I could say it about a, a few different people, but I think being there from day one myself it's it's a lot like i i've seen like naho in 2021 or 2022 and i saw how she you know improved that year and i'm like oh she could be a breakout star of the year you know that year I've seen that growth in that first year. And a lot of people kind of jumped on either later in 2022 or in early 2023. And I don't know it, it, for me, I have like a, a, maybe a more limited uh, criteria where I can say, okay, like Kanamiku and and Yui and uh, uh, like Nanami Togi. It's like some people like that might be who I would think of. And I wouldn't think of a Sakura or a, or a Nagisa or a Naho, even though they absolutely would qualify for most people. So I just want to put that out there too, as to why I would pick Kanamiku over some of the other ones because they all broke out last year to me. Uh, they all broke out in 2022 for me. So 2023, the year of Kanamiku protagonist. Definitely. Yeah. She is the protagonist. We got to give her her flowers because absolutely there was, there was a point in time in this, you know, during the year where. You know, she was the MVP. Not only was she working the door for tickets, she was, you know, selling merch. She was ring announcing. She was timekeeper. And she would work a match all in the same show. Yeah. So and shout all, out, Stalker. Also, I, I just want to get a get a, a part B in there because, you know, I got to do that. Uh, Chika Goto. I just want to shout her out, too. She uh, uh, just everything she does, she's, she's grown so much as a performer. And... She also has the most seen thumbnail in the history of the world. So just going to shout her out because she, she deserves to be in that conversation too. Yeah. This recent run of November and December has been 
quite yeah. quite pivotal for her. Like she's really turned it on, and now she's like, and as we talked about last time, like she's not just the tall, pretty girl anymore. She's really out there trying to be a better performer, wrestler, actress, whatever you want to uh, refer to it as. But she's really trying her best now. Yep. I think she's really coming to her own, and you know this might lead into our next question. But who who are you looking out for in twenty twenty four? Who should the people be looking out for? Top of my list is Rico Fukunaga. I've said it on every podcast that's willing to let me talk about Rico Fukunaga. <laughs> she missed a lot of time because of injury. Uh, when Beast's formed, she was, you know, hurt. And uh, now she's finally back and she's doing some really cool stuff. So, you know, she's shaking the ring rust off. She now is in an interesting spot where Act's going to be overseas for, you know, a couple months. And Ayano is going to probably be taking it easy uh, if she's even back. So she's going to be the kind of the, the leader of beasts uh, in the near future. And she's just been really doing some cool stuff in the ring too. I think that she's going to be a force in 2024, like an undeniable center point of actress girls shows in 2024. Well, she wasn't even on them for a few months. Definitely. And even just the limited action she's had in the past month. Yeah, it's, it's impressed me. Um, I felt like she's kind of still been taking it easy. I'm not sure if she's 100% or if she's still trying to just like shake off the cobwebs of being gone for so long. Yeah. But she obviously has a, a very strong presence. You know, obviously when she first came in to Acros Girl, she took on the gear of Arisa Hoshiki. Yep. Which is big shoes to fill already. And she kinda she has a very similar style. She's like a combination of Ariso Shiki and Natsumi Mikawa. Yeah. And you could kind of like see like it maybe they were showing her the ropes, you know, how to how to do things. It, it she probably learned a lot from both of them. Because you know, Hoshiki was there during the actoring days. So it's uh yeah, so it's it's definitely uh it definitely like see that in her and I I think that the next year when she gets more comfortable again in the ring and she's just going to like just watching the growth of other wrestlers who have other performers have come back and done things in an actress. It's she's set up for an incredible year. And I think that she's got to be up there for me in, in a, you know, for people to look out for. Definitely. I'm expecting big things for her in 2024, as well as, as you said, she could go to, I hope she continues her momentum as well. Yep. Those are probably my big two. As we start to wind down here, uh, for you, what makes Acris Girl special from any other promotion? What draws you in as a fan? I, I think that one of its strengths is also something that a lot of people like, like criticize. And I feel like I'm a hypocrite when I say it, but the the insular, um, like the current layout of Actress Girl, the uh, the the bubble that they're in, uh, you know, you know, like oh, I want to see independence. I love freelancers like that. But part of what makes the current actress really work and, and special is that it reminds me um, a lot of like, you know, stardom 2019 or whatever with the, with the factions and the Leia and all that stuff. But also like the, the, the constant growth of everyone and everyone's always trying to do something uh, and it, everyone's trying to elevate each other. And you can't really do that in when you have all these guests coming in or you're sending people out to other promotions you're able to tell a story and you're able to get into like get fans more emotionally invested when you have a very continual story, a continual uh, 
just format that you're doing, it's so much easier to just kind of pick up and, and, and watch. And it's, I don't know. It, it, I, I want to see different types of, of, of wrestling thrive, whether it's a freelancing uh, circuit and they're more freelancers and that, but I also want to see stuff like artistic and, um, and emotional investments from, from performers and from fans. And I think that actress really does have an artistic quality that you can't get if you're just constantly just throwing like, you know, freelancers and matches together and stuff like that. You have an art, you have a quality where, okay, we're building something here. We have these defined factions, defined wrestlers, all this defined stuff. And you get away with stuff that other promotions may not like, and like, it does end up getting frustrating when you have like the ice ribbon situation and other stuff like that, but it's, it's become a strength of them where they, where you can just dive into this actress bubble and you don't have to worry too much about the outside world because it's, it's insular. And, and what makes it so special is just the growth is it's watching that growth from that, those early the step one, step two days and you know, the, the, what was it? The um, Shinjuku face shows from, and which had like, you know, Kakuro Onishida and uh, just like some names come, have come and gone, but to see where it's come from there. Like I watched that show going, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And then now to go, well, this is, this is like there's magic here. It, it's been that's been special. Yeah, just to add on to what, what, your statement, what you're saying is there is a very cozy feeling about Actress Girls and what they do. In a you know, the roster does really feel like one big family at the end of the day. Yeah, it reminds me of like pandemic time TJPW the vibe in the in the roster, where like they 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 didn't work externally really, uh, but they were making content together. They were all trying to support each other. They were doing like the, um, like the checky signings together and stuff. And like, you, you kind of get that with the promotion with, with actress, with you have the game club, the book club, you got a bunch of different ways that they interact with, with fans and interact with each other outside of the ring. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, they do that on TikTok. They do the book club, YouTube, they do the yeah. games club and, you know, Fortnite and they're always yeah. playing Fortnite and Monster Hunter. Fortnite. And it's, it's really yeah. a, a cool way to see the girls bond outside yeah. of the ring. And it's not just, you know, they don't have to do it just with their faction. It's everybody playing together. Like you have Koki, Mari, uh, the ring announcer, I forget, I'm blanking on Mizuka. Mizuka. Yeah. Mizuka's yeah. always there. Koki's always emoting while they're driving. <laughs> so I'm yeah, it's a bit, it's, the, that, that, that clip with uh, Mizuku was shooting at a pickup truck and she hopped in and they hit Saihara and Saihara got knocked clear across the map and Mizuka rode it out of the storm and started shooting it. It was just a lot of fun and just uh, the, the laughter of them. And it's it's just mm-hmm. fun to see a like a, a company like that because, you know, it, it that, that, that the industry of just being like, you know, a, a professional actress in Japan is uh, can't be an easy one to be in. And it seems like they've all kind of found friends in actress girls. And it's been, it's just been really fun to, 
to see and 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 cool to see that that happened, like the the bonding and the camaraderie that they seem to all have. Yeah, it is very good to see, you know, the the roster bonding like that. But yeah. you know, as we you know, as we're about to close it out here, um, what's it been like? I know you've been to you went to a few shows in March, but what's your personal viewing slash live experience been like for you this year? It's been me rambling in on Twitter when I'm not there live, just. Just saying random sentences that come to my brain as I'm watching me smack people in the head with a stuffed bear. But uh, in person, it was it was incredible. Uh, I went to the two act ring shows, and they're they're very different. And I I love act ring, and I wish that that content would be more available to us as overseas fans. But it's just not. I don't know if they have like a, an agreement with someone to make DVDs, but the DVDs haven't been coming out. It's been it's been frustrating as as a fan. So to be there live and see that, and like that show hasn't run again since then, but it was the first time, uh, the first time Ayano and Asako, their, their group, Tafashue did a thing together. And uh, it was just really, really unique to, to see that. And then to meet all the, the wrestlers and, and to have them realize that I knew what actoring was. I forgot who who was it. Um, was Ayano? Ayano? No, I think it was it was Mari who was like, I like oh like I was wearing my show all shirts like oh show like what what like what how how do you know what that is? And like I feel like when a foreigner ends up at an actoring show, they're like oh I could see you act as a cow or I could see something happen, but to actually be there as a fan of. Act, uh, uh, actoring was like kind of a, a mind-blowing thing and it, and like Ayano was incredible there like she was uh so like she was the nicest person <laughs> that I had met because I was wearing wearing uh, her shirt and she was like like oh Ayano chan like like uh, like because she was still in the role of um oh goodness uh what is her name in in there I'm trying to remember exactly uh rin rin sorry rin rin so she was still in the role of rin rin and uh she uh she was like oh yeah I like like just kind of mm-hmm. excited to see that someone had worn her shirt to the show and uh it was just really cool like to have that those experiences and everything was positive mari was super cool me was amazing to to just chat and uh like nagisa she'll write a paragraph on your checky or on your, on your portrait. And maybe the English won't be, won't be great, but it's in English and it's usually just a really sweet uh, statement of, of, of gratitude for, you know, caring about her, you know, like but from mm-hmm. giving her money to, you know, it's, it's, it's right on a thing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the thought that counts. Exactly. Yeah. So she, uh, like, it, they're all really awesome and they're all really, like it, it, it can be said about any promotion is that the, you know, the, the experience of, of meeting the wrestlers and they're always so excited to see a foreign face. I feel like they're like, Oh wow. Like someone from uh, far away knows who I am. That's incredible. Like it's, it's just awesome. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I couldn't uh, have ended the year with <laughs> of actress without having you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It, it's awesome. It's been it's been an awesome year for Actress, and it's been been really fun uh, connecting with you guys to and and just 
put together content with a, revolving around actress and and just joshi wrestling in general so i'm always always happy to to join you guys definitely and we'll have to do something special in philly for actress over absolutely. there absolutely all righty well thank you Jeroni, and please help us oh please first of all please tell the people where they can find you okay you can find me on twitter at, at sedge you can hear me ramble even more about actress girls at at aw boys underscore on twitter or, or on aw boys b-o-y-z on any of your favorite podcast thingies uh something me and chris lee have kind of spun up so yeah those are the two places you'll be able to hear me ramble or uh read me ramble beautiful thank you and speaking of chris let's help him let's help welcome out onto the show ladies and gentlemen chris lee All right, uh, starting off, introductions. My name is uh, Chris Lee. I am known as Burning Ham Eater on the Twitter. We'll just keep calling it Twitter. Uh, Chris2k Lee, if you're searching for it. Uh, and then in that is an Instagram, which is like my Twitter, but with less shit posting. Um, I've been following AWG for probably almost the beginning, I would say. Now, not directly, to be clear. I, I got into Joshi Pro. Uh, like 2015, 2014 probably. So around when it started, um, was that correct? Hang on. Uh, no, 2015. Okay, so uh, yeah, okay. I got into Joshi Pro in 2014, 2015. Uh, with the big kickoff being like, I, I, I started following Kana. And then part of that was, uh, Kana left, obviously. I caught the tail end of her career here, so you know, not, not a lot of it. But uh, I, I, I learned that she trained a student called Konami. I think we all know Konami. Uh, and uh, I decided, okay, well, if I'm going to follow this Joshi Pro stuff, I'll follow Konami because she's Asuka's student, uh, Kana's student. Uh, so I followed Reina. And um, obviously Reina at the time was a Konami. Uh, Makoto, who was like the ace. Uh, Yuina who I, I really enjoyed her work, and uh, Mari, right? So that, that'll bring us back around in a second. Um, but during that time, it was a relatively small roster, uh, so they would have a lot of filler, or not filler, I, that's a negative word. Uh, they'd have a lot of, like, freelancers coming in, or uh, outside talents, let's call it that. Outside talents, there we go. All right. So, um, and of course, one of the most common outside talents I feel at that time was actress girls wrestlers. They were just kind of booting up, I remember catching them at Reina. Uh, as I was getting to Stardom, I would see them at Stardom, Heroes, just everywhere. So I'd, I never actually watched them directly, but I'd always known the talents like Taie, uh, Poi, uh, and Atsui Maki. Um, uh, and then later, like when Miku came in and Saki came in. Uh, and so they'd always have been on my radar. And then I think it was probably around the time Reina ended. Right, so Reina ended. Uh, I think Konami has already transferred to uh, Stardom. Um, and what else has gone on in this time period? Uh, Makoto's basically gone freelance. So I decided, well, you know, Reina's gone, which was, I think, yeah, basically that time, that was like my primary Joshi Pro promotion that I'd follow. Um, and I was still, I was watching, I was watching Stardom at the time. I was watching uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, which had really started to take off around that time. And I was like, all right, well, 
uh, let's check out Acris Girls. I think it was just around about time. Uh, I think it was a combination of things. I think I saw Saki more at Gato. And I was like, ah, you know, this is, she's really good. Like, I hadn't seen her that much. She's like one of those wrestlers I'd seen probably up to that point two or three times. And I was catching her more at Gato. And, um, of course, then Mari transferred to Actress Girls. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I want to follow Mari, too. And, yeah, I think I checked out... It was probably a color show was the first one, obviously, because Saki and Mario on that one. And I was, yeah, I was really blown away by the vibe. Like, um, just, like, a really fun, creative energy to it. Uh, and ever since then, yeah, I've been... Uh, I went to the Krakowin Hall, their first Krakowin. Uh, an amazing show. Like, uh, just great energy really i think captures the spirit of what the beginnings colors era was all about so um i believe it's still on nets definitely a show i recommend watching even though it's a little bit out of date but like the amount of talent on that card uh is just uh amazing so assuming you consider how, where some of them have gone or you know how active some of them have have been since that since they left the promotion etc so yeah, I think I think it's a really good one. Uh, let's talk about the present. You know, uh, again, I I've been, been enjoying the new iteration of Actress Girls. You know, I think like a lot of us we got nervous around that time of um, you know the, the the change from Colors Beginnings to the current iteration of what Actress Girls is. It's very turbulent time, but um, now that we're here in like 2023, or, or last year was 2023. Now that we're uh, about a year in, a little over a year in to this project. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I think it's got its own feeling, just like how the original AGZ with uh, Yuna Manase at the helm had a different feeling from what Colors and um, Beginnings had. But uh, yeah, with the current crew, what do I think of 2023? Well, um, I'm looking at this bullet point. Uh, favorite moment. Okay, let's, let's go through it. Favorite moment, 2023. All right. Um, it's so hard because I I feel like, you know what? I, maybe something simple. I, one of my favorite shows, and I, I guess we'll put that under a moment, was the um, Colega. Poor enough for Colega, or maybe not. I don't know. They might be back. Um, there we go. Okay, here we go. So yeah, the Kitazawa Town Hall show, yeah, early twenty twenty three, beginning of the year basically. So I guess early moment of twenty twenty three. But the reason I would call it my moment of twenty twenty three is it set the tone, right? I think this is where this generation kind of, like, coalesced for me. Um, now, what's interesting about the Kitazawa Town Hall show, uh, it was, well, it's held at Kitazawa Town Hall, which is the, the city hall for this area. And um, I believe it was a joint project as a way to, like, introduce wrestling to the locals. Like, it was very, like, getting the ticket itself was, like, difficult. I had to go to the, the city office, and you you had to buy the ticket from technically the city uh, for this performance. Uh, so it was like this whole thing. Anyways, um, that show, I think what I really liked about it again is like, there was no storylines. Like they'd already started up kind of like the factions. They kind of just started. Um, everyone's kind of building their characters, but at Kitazawa, it was like, here are the wrestlers. Like, like there was uh, Ayano and me as the classic, like, Cute team versus, I think it was Natsumi and, who was this? Uh, oh, Misa. That's Misa? Yeah. Natsumi and Misa. Excellent match. And, um, I don't know, I guess it kind of reassured me that, like, the formula was still there. 
So I think this might bleed into what makes AWG special. So I'm, I'm going through this list here that you gave me. I'm going to go. So for me, it's that the way they approach their talent. I think it, this is a promotion that's definitely more personality based. And I know that sounds negative, especially for like wrestling fans. We're like, oh, no work rate, whatever. I think that's what makes them special. And I think even more so is because they want to grow the personality of the person they get. It's not that they look at someone's like, oh, they're they're a good singer, or they're again, a lot of the actress girls come from other backgrounds, right? They're athletic, um, you know, they're good at acting in dramas or something. That's all points for them, but. Unlike, I think, other companies which have done this, like it's not like other companies haven't grabbed uh, talent from other uh, sports and entertainment industries and try to turn them into wrestlers. That's like that's old hat. But I feel like Actors Girls really takes the talent and says, okay, you're good at these things. What do you want to do with those skills? And instead of trying to put them into a mold, like, oh, you're going to be our, I don't know, you're... Your gimmick is you're a biker uh, who is also a magician, uh, and uh, but you're funny, you know, and that's and they have to they have to deal with that. Versus, I think Actress Girls takes them and says, "Look, what kind of character do you want to try? All right, you know, take a shot at it." And then they kind of fill the wrestling skills in as they go along. So that approach is what makes AWG special. I think is that they take the personality first of the person. Um, I think what the person wants to do, like their input, and then they build around that and give them the skills to do things around that and, and try things and experiment more. And I think that gives it a different vibe. And I think it also helps because, you know, I don't want to knock other dojos or other wrestling schools or whatever because, you know, there are some amazing schools out there like Marvelous, Sendai Girls, Ice Ribbon. Like they have created some of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. And so is Actress Girls, to be honest. But, you know, there's, a, there's an approach there that can be very physical first. You know, build up the wrestler. And then, you know, some people just can't get through that first physical hurdle. Like, there's probably a lot of talent that's been lost over these years just due to the pressure of having to get through the physicality of it. Versus, alright, let's take someone who's very interested, they want to do this. Let's get them to an a level where they can at least, you know, perform safely, not hurt themselves and someone else, and allow them to show their character, right? That's kind of like the mission. Let them show their character, and then we'll work it out from there. And that is, I think, Actress Girl's strongest uh, ability as a promotion. I, I feel like everyone is showing off what is in their head. They're getting a shot at it, an honest shot, and, you know, it doesn't always work, but they get to, but they get to do it and refine it, and the characters feel like something honest and their own um versus you know we'll, we'll take a shot of the big man well versus something like nxt where again you'll get handed like uh you know creative has decided uh you are a cyborg from the future uh and uh also uh an olympic gold medalist or something i don't know and it's just something absurd and the the wrestler is forced to deal with it versus uh, having some sort of interest and input into it, right? And again, I don't want to generalize because who knows? Maybe the PC is great now, and everyone gets a say. And uh, you know, there's there's some version of Update Plus boiling on out in uh, with Shawn Michaels like uh, like managing it or something. I don't know. Anyways, 
that is what makes it special, and that's what makes the Kitazawa Town Hall shell very special to me. Um, I've gone back to and watched it a couple of times, and I think it's a great, actually, show for anyone who's never seen AWG to watch, because it, it has no connection to what's happening at stories at a time. Uh, it's a great showcase of, like, some of the talent, you know, even though they're a little bit early on, because um, some of the really progressives here. And uh, it's just a great way to, to see AWG. And I think that that's what they made that show as because it was meant to be like an introduction show you know bring wrestling to uh, kitazawa so um yeah that's probably my favorite moment of 2023 favorite match of 2023 um let me think here again it's just so many good matches but probably one of the most recent one that sticks out of my mind again coming back to people getting to play to their strengths and characters was chiaki versus asako um or muscle chiaki versus the great asako I believe this is Karakuen Hall. Um, let's see here. All right, sorry, I opened nets. But it was a recent Karakuen Hall show a little later in the year. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, technically, they're better matches. Uh, and it's obviously not a very serious match. But it was two people in my opinion, going out there and using all the skills they had to put on a compelling and, you know, pretty hilarious and fun and entertaining story. Um, especially Chiaki, who I think is actually, uh, we'll, we'll come back to later, but one of the one of the ones to watch in 2024. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a great match. I, th- I thought they they got to do something interesting. Like, Muscle Chiaki is something I feel like Chiaki had like bouncing around in her head for at least a good month. Whether we'll ever see it again, who knows? Like, like who was the dude that just came out with her and, like, was just, like, pose man, like, body police or whatever? Uh, like, we'll never know, maybe. But it was awesome, and I thought it was great, and she, like, she dedicated herself to the bit. Um, Asako, great Asako. Uh, perfect. And this is around the time, again, where she started doing her, her Instagram and filling in her background story, and that weird um like podcast uh or video youtube video that where she's where they're speaking english and it's just bizarre and yeah just maybe one of my favorite matches like one of many favorite matches there's so many good ones this year uh so many times with the challenge got the sign but yeah much chiaki versus great asako i think might be my favorite match that I just a pure enjoyment. Like technically, yeah, obviously not. Not nowhere near a five star. I mean, there's some amazing technical matches here. Uh, um, if I had to say, like, I uh, you want to show a traditional wrestling fan, yeah, like any grab any Miku Ano uh, title defense this year. Like her run as champion was off the charts. Like I think every one of her championship title matches I, I really really enjoyed. But um, for me as a uh, dirtbag comedy wrestler enjoyer. Uh, I think Muscle Chiaki versus Great Asako was my my favorite because it, it again it, it symbolized a lot of the purity of what this generation is. Uh, a bunch of people getting a chance to to do what they want and really like go at it, whether it succeeds or not, doesn't matter. They got the chance, and that's what I appreciate. And I, to be honest, I think Great Asako versus Muscle Chiaki really really hit it out of the park. Um. 
what is here next actress of the year performer of the year i mean like my heart says mari because and the reason i say mari like uh like i i feel like some people like forget that she has been like the heart and soul and i don't again i don't want to like over pump it but like because i there obviously there's others like miku definitely had her hands in things i think all the seniors stepped up i think even all the all the rookies have stepped up and, and tried to push um this this thing forward but i think mari's been a real rock um uh because of, she's helped she stayed on and when she could have easily gone out into the into the world and continued being a pro wrestler and um probably done perfectly fine as a freelancer probably pretty fantastically as a freelancer but i feel like she really dedicated herself to actress girls and um building this promotion back up into something different and new uh so, yeah, I think you know. I'm going to put her down as, as a, uh, my actress of the year because I think again some of this is just judged by Twitter, but also just for being there live watching. She has had a huge hand in in helping guide this this new iteration of actress girls, and also the actoring side of things. Um, I know that she does. She helps do the photos a lot, and the you know actress girls' portraits are fantastic, uh, some of the best. Um, please open a store. I mean, I, even I would use that store because I can't go to all the shows, and they have excellent portraits all the time. And uh, uh, I think they'd be surprised how much money they could make. Anyways, uh, yeah, actress of the year, Mari, hands down. Praise Mari. Um, uh, honorable mention. Jeez, um, oh, honorable mention. Like, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, man, it's a hard one. I want to throw it on a mention because it's so much good talent. Yeah, I want to mention Akasakawa. You know, again, another person who I think really stepped up and um, showed that. Yeah, I think she even surprised herself that she still has the ability to put on some spectacular matches in there and stories. Like I, I think that's she maybe she underestimated that how you know it's in her name how good an actor she is. And how much you can draw someone in. And I think that's the important part of a wrestling match. Is like someone has to draw you in. Like, Let's go on another tangent. Apologies again to the editor. Um, there's a lot to be said about the new act wrestling moniker. And how it's angered people. Uh, but what is it really? Like Act wrestling I feel is just a bear. It's almost like a meta analysis. And, uh, and like breakdown of what is pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is... You're trying to sell tickets to get miss someone popular, so they sell merchandise, and then they become your top star. So, you know, by definition, act act wrestling and the point system that they developed is just like a very honest, bare bones admitting of, hey, look, this is what it is. You know, it's a popularity contest, and those who are popular, we're gonna push them, right? Um, so. And the the results are predetermined. Like if if you really strip it down, how is that different from any other wrestling promotion in the world? Like if a if a wrestler gets hot and they're selling like all the merch, unless you're Vince McMahon and who and you hate that person, you know you're gonna go with them, right? You know because you're a rational human being who sees money there, right? So you're gonna push, and uh, you're gonna make that person win. Very simple. Like it's predetermined. So you know. The real skill to for, for me in pro wrestling, and it's always been this way, like, I, I don't care if I know what the end finish is going to be. Because sometimes you just see it. Like, especially sometimes 
you know the, the story has to be finished a certain way <laughs> take that Cody anyways and y you know the result but I think a good wrestler um, is someone who can make you question it in the moment just like a good actor like like in a movie you know that this is not real and you know that especially let's say an action movie you know that the hero is going to beat the villain it's, it's going to happen it has to be the way it happens so it's not that like there's any doubt about the outcome but a good actor and you know creative team makes you form doubt and keeps you in suspense just like a good wrestler can do so for me that's what's important knowing like oh well this wrestler has to win because it's a logical end to this whatever um doesn't matter to me what matters is like well okay now now you have to tell that story and that's where the act wrestling comes in so uh for me that's what makes someone like Akiyasakawa, i think really important because you know she she's self-admitted herself you know she has some physical limitations due to injuries and medical conditions she's had throughout her life but i think she's able to bridge that gap and show the others too that you don't have to be like some phenomenal talent like you know a, a wrestling prodigy you don't have to be a suzuki you don't have to be a miyamono you don't have to be like a sukasa fujimoto these people who are just like born to be pro wrestlers koki and um you can just be someone with like a good amount of physical talent or, or at least a decent amount of physical talent and then tell that story that bridges the gap and and makes me believe that a can be b any day all right so um Akasakawa gets my honorable mention. Mari still gets my my actress of the year. I don't know how mu how much any of that was usable. All right, moving on. Um, breakout star, breakout star, Great Asako or Asako in general. And this is again, this is hard because there's so many. Um, you know, I want to throw out honorable mentions to Saihara Marino, who I think is putting her heart and soul into this. And um, uh, Chiaki, like I just mentioned, she was like the other half of my favorite match this year. Chiaki is just a constantly making small adjustments to her character. Um, like just ring work rise, Nene, um, Naho, uh, uh, Yuriko, I come back from injury. I think they've all like improved leaps and bounds in, in what they can do in there. Um, and then there's like, you know, there's all the others, like even, uh, uh, Aoichiba, who I've only seen a couple matches, she's improved. And uh, uh, um, Kanemiku, again, very few matches, but greatly improved. You know, Manasaku Sakura, um, oh, sorry, Mizushima Sakura. I don't know, say Mana. Um, spectacular growth over this last year, and just like I could see her in title, can getting a title match easily next year. Um, but. Um, yeah, my, my breakout star is Great Asako because for all the reasons I've mentioned before, just an amazing uh, creative talent that does an amazing job of, uh, of I think, taking ideas that are just in her head and then getting it in the ring, right? Like, I, I think all of us, uh, you know, as wrestling fans, we're like, ah, you know, you give me the opportunity I, I can make this work you know i think we, we all have that little little bit of know us like I, I bet i can or you know maybe not as a wrestler but as a booker or something or a storyteller and you're like oh, i can i can get this over but i think asako has that x factor and I, I put her in league of like wrestling genius 
uh, creative, resting creative genius, the likes of um, uh, the soon to return Yuki Mashiro, uh, Sakura Hirota. Um, yeah, just these talents that I think look at wrestling a little different. And because of that, create these super creative moments. And they just have these wonderful, like, little idiosyncrasies that, like, make them very, very unique. And I think Great Asako, A, gets it, B, is motivated, and uh, C, just has this natural understanding and ability to, like, get something fresh and creative out of uh, every one of her matches or opportunities. So, uh, my breakout star, definitely Great Asako, or Asako. Yeah. Um, Whatever form of Asako you can get. Uh... You know, I also one more honorable mention, uh, Rensan. I have to because Rensan has gone through so uh, same thing. Like she's had so many different, um, like personalities and looks this year. Like we always go back to Neon Lotus, but she is like a chameleon. I think she could like really break out in twenty twenty four. And again, she's hungry. She's creative, and she's dedicated. And I think. She's got all the, the, the pieces, just like uh, Chiaki, who's, I think, actually probably even closer than all of them, to, to being a big 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 cog in the machine for Actress in 2024. Um, so there we go. I think that answered the breakout star and who to look up for in 2024. Um, I did this special thing. Uh, personal viewing and live experiences. I mean, personal viewing, obviously, I watch Nets. Um, uh, you know, I have the benefit of living in Japan, but even I cannot travel to Osaka and Nara like some of these uh actress girls mega fans um i just don't have the time or funds to do so uh, as much as i'd love to but um yeah i mean obviously i i i think nets is a very underrated service um i wish we as western fans were able to uh, push the service through creative use of um gifs or gifs as you want to call them because I, I think that's what's going to help get eyes on them. Um, now that's maybe a conversation for a different podcast or something like the the dark side of, of AWG. We can get Jericho to, or I'll, I'll try to do my fake Jericho voice to um, to narrate that. But uh, yeah, I, I think Nets is great as far as like getting the content. It's a, it's a clean feed. Organization wise, you know, it's a little bare bones, but. Um, if you're jumping into this current generation to AWG, 100% nets is where you want to go. Uh, it's a, it's a perfectly good service um, and totally worth your it's totally worth your money. 900 yen, uh, well sorry, 1,000 yen a month. That's right. Um, uh, as of this uh, time, what is that in in, in dollar reviews? Uh, 1,000 yen. Uh, just note it is uh, 5 a.m. and I have to work tomorrow, so. Uh, if I'm sounding weird, also, <laughs> I've watched pro wrestling for nine days in a row, uh, and I might be overloaded a bit. But anyways, yeah, seven bucks, currently seven dollars. So if you got seven greenbacks burning a hole in your pocket, or you know, skip that probably terrible cup of Starbucks coffee, uh, you know, make a nice black coffee at home for cheaper, and then watch Actors Girls for a month and and, and enjoy that. Um, now, again, as, as a person who goes to as many live events as I can for Actors Girls, I'll say this. Um, I really like their live shows. Um, I like their energy. Uh, uh, obviously, I love buying portraits. Uh, I got the benefit of going to live shows. 
And, um, you know, the crowds, what I like is they are trying to diversify their crowds. And uh, I have noticed more females in the crowd, which I think is, is a big benefit. Uh, and I think, and that's thanks to a lot of the talents bringing in, I think, fans from their other projects, from their other events. And then they maybe bring other fans who become fans of Actress Girls into, into, the, into the show. Um, this again, uh, this maybe bleeds more into 2024, but, uh, actress time, which is the current project that seems to be working with all Japan for wrestling. Uh, and now there's a lot to be said about the, the first two appearances. Uh, I think at some point I'll probably break it down with sad jabroni over on the all boys podcast. Um, but that's another great example. I've been thinking of a way to diversify and bring other people in. Cause I'll say this, like, there were kids. There was one kid in particular. I, I think I wrote about this on Twitter. <laughs> so Ikimanjiro, uh, I'm a big fan of Ikimanjiro, but I, uh, you know, he has a tendency to do a thing where, like, and it's it's a fun thing. It's like it's a thing like, if you really think about it, is like a hilarious thing to do. Is he'll grab like a, again, this is Japan, guys. You know, we get around. You know, lawsuits aren't aren't as intense here, but he he'll grab like a random kid from the audience, like lift him like carrying around. And so what Ikemen had done was uh, he, he he grabbed a kid and he just, you know, he was doing his little gimmick. I'm going to take you to the ring. Ha ha. And she, this kid was not having it. She just broke down and started crying. Um, I wonder if it's on the All Japan TV feed. And uh, yeah, she was just like shattered. Uh, Ikemen actually had to kill his, his whole like run around the arena. And just, right at that point, he literally just crawled in the ring. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this is done. Uh, pretty hilarious. And And later on, like, that kid, I later saw her, like her parents were trying to get um, uh, autographs with Nakajima. Uh, and again, they were trying to like take a selfie with the whole family. And this kid's like, oh, I, I don't care. And Nakajima's trying to talk to her. And he's just like, eh. But you know who this kid like was fascinated by was Koki. Like she looked at Koki's like, who is this? Like, like we all do like Koki, right? And then it, it was just like, I think that that is something and the actress girls bring something else to all japan that might be missing and it might be a good opportunity to expand their their fan base so yeah like actress girls is an interesting mix right now um their live shows are really fun they have great energy and i think i i appreciate that they are trying to cultivate a fan base that might not necessarily be me you know um like actoring, actoring. If you told me, like, what is it? Like when I was starting to watch pro wrestling out here, that oh, you're gonna watch a a theater performance in the ring uh, with wrestlers that are doing like even more predetermined, like practice choreographed matches. I'd be like, eh, that's probably not gonna be a thing I'm ever gonna do. But I love actoring, and I think acting is amazing. And it's not for everyone. I would not recommend like, hey, would you wanna watch this? Uh, play about space pirates fighting uh ace pilots that are actually comic book characters uh in a language you probably don't speak and i'm sure a lot of people say no but for me yeah i think it's pretty awesome i think there are there are groups of people there like those have significant more women than i see at an average let's say joshi pro show so um yeah uh, uh, live live experience, highly recommended, and also I think Actress Girls might be something you would show to someone who's maybe bounced off 
uh, standard wrestling. Like you, maybe you've shown them WWE, you've shown them New Japan, you show them Stardom. They're like, eh. Try showing them an Actress Girl show. Like there's free stuff on YouTube. Play a match, play a weird match. I think there's some great Asako on there, and see what they think. And I think that might help break through um, to fans that have maybe like bounced off what we would consider traditional graps. Um, yeah, and that's it for me. What, what am I running out here? Uh, 33 minutes? I think that's pretty good. Um, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Yeah, I'm excited for 2024. Um, I'm excited to see where actoring goes. Uh, I'm excited to see where this all Japan deal goes. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, the current shakeup at all Japan isn't going to give them wet feet. Uh, again, a lot of what I think some of the negative feedback from what happened with this whole uh, first first couple of shows this beginning of the year, I think really has to do with a lot of the shakeup going on backstage um, and uh, uncertainty in all Japan. That's kind of a whole other thing that I'm not an expert on and don't want to get into. But yeah, for as far as an actress fan, give me actress time. You give me actress time, I'll, I'll, I'll go to your shows all Japan and. Uh, and again, I just, I got a thing against All Japan. Like I, I, I've, the, 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 before even before this, I've caught All Japan shows. Like, ah, it's pretty good. But actress time, I think, will a bring me in, and then b I think will bring more fans of a different type in, and um, yeah, maybe maybe get more younger kids interested. Okay, but um, yeah, that's it. Uh, follow me on Twitter. No, don't. Maybe don't follow me on Twitter. Just like occasionally check in on me on Twitter if you want to know what's going on with actress girls and my random thoughts about it. Um. Please, of course, continue listening to the Strong Stylish Podcast. And, uh, you know, look forward to me over on uh, AW Boys, uh, the number one podcast featuring uh, me and Sajironi and who knows who else in the future, talking about actress girls. Um, again, not the best actress girls podcast per se, but definitely the best actress girls podcast featuring me and Sajironi. So there's that. Um, thank you for your time. Happy New Year. And pinkies up, guys. And gals.